0: Welcome to Nope, Never Saw It. I'm Gina, a movie lover.
1: And I'm Sonia, a movie not lover.
0: My mission is to make Sonia watch all the movies she's never seen.
1: And my mission is to watch more movies and not always have to say, nope, never saw it. So we started this podcast. We hope you enjoy it. So Gina. Yes, Sonia. I'm ready. Let's get started.
0: Welcome back to another episode of Nope, Never Saw It. I am Gina. With me always is the lovely Sonia. Hi, Sonia. Uh Hi. Hi. It's so good to see you. You too. Oh my goodness. Happy so- New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized <laughs> 2021. Ooh, Woo. It's already,
1: oh. uh, you know, a great year. Not- is it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and who knows when this episode is going to drop because many things may have happened since then. Hopefully, mm-hmm. all good things. Yeah. We can
1: just say it like this. It is a great year. And then people can interpret whatever tone they want to.
0: (laughs) That's right. I love it. Perfect. Um, So uh, for this episode, we're going to be talking about the matrix. Before we get into that, we're going to start with our traditional friend share. Friend share. share. (laughs) Are you ready, Sonia? I'm so ready. I'm so ready. I'm so excited to share with you. So my friend share for this episode is on Saturday, I went skiing for the first time in 20 years. Where did you go? I went to Camp Gaw. Oh, that's nice. It was so fun. And I did it because my son Brian wanted to learn how to ski. So I signed us up for lessons Cause I, cause I thought, oh, this would be a fun thing for us to do together. Cause you know, I'm like the deluded mom that thinks her son will always want to do things with her,
1: but I'm a pretty cool mom. So you're a very cool mom. And maybe this will become your hobby that you do together just always.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it was super fun and he loved it. And it was really funny because we were originally going to be in different classes. Cause he's mm-hmm. brand new, never skied beginner. And I Used to know how to ski. So for me, I was like, oh, it'll be a refresher. But Brian was with the new beginner class and they were splitting people up. And then I was in what I thought would be technically a quote unquote beginner class. And then there was like this little eight year old girl and the instructor was asking her, so, you know, so you've skied before. And she said, yeah. And the mom was like, oh yeah, she's taken a few lessons already. And, you know, and they were like, can she break? Can she turn? Can she And they were listing all of these different things. And the little girl was like, "Uh uh-huh. And then I just looked at her and I said, I'm going to go to the new beginner never before. class because I don't think I'm ready for this. So, so Thank I you, little was... girl. <laughs> so it was me, my almost thirteen year old son, and then a bunch of like nine year olds. And the instructor thought that all of the kids belonged to me, <laughs> like I was the mom of all of the kids. But I had the best pizza wedge of the whole class. Well, I would hope so. He made me demonstrate many times. He just kept saying, "Watch Gina, watch Gina." I would make watch, my pizza wedge. Watch your mom, children. <laughs> watch mommy. She knows what she's doing. <laughs> it was oh so much gosh, fun. Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. It was so much fun. And I and I didn't think I would want to downhill ski ever again because I'm such a, a wimp now, but mm-hmm. I really, really liked it. So we will be taking more lessons. Excellent. So that's look great. Look out. Look out skiers. So fun. Yeah. My
1: friend share is that and maybe this is more of a fun fact than a friend Ooh. share but yesterday marks exactly 1 year since I w- last went to a concert which you know is like a huge deal because I usually go to several concerts a year yeah but with this with with covid which I think I bring up every single um podcast episode <laughs> it's been it's been a full year which is just wild and crazy and i'm very much looking forward to the next time i can go to a
0: concert can i guess what band it was um you can guess but i think you won't get it okay because i would originally say fish but i because you're saying i won't get it i don't know was (laughs) it billy it wasn't the billy joel concert that was a year ago you're
1: you are close though by saying it's fish it was the Trey anastasio band he's the lead singer for fish so it's one of his one of his side bands so One I almost Benny. got it right. So
0: you were very close, but I not was quite. I didn't know he was the lead singer of Fish. Now you know. Now I do. Trey was Anastasio. Anastasio? hmm Okay. Cool. Miss you, Trey. <laughs> 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 You'll be back at those concerts soon, Sonia. Yep. I believe it.
1: I hope so. I'm really, yeah. really itching for some live music.
0: Yeah. But in the meantime,
1: I've got cocktails to keep me uh, entertained. Yes. Yeah, so-, so for today, we are drinking a Negroni. And I should mention that when I texted Gina to say what our drink would be, I put the G and the R and then the N and the I in parentheses so that it said like Neo, <laughs> which is as I'm sure most people listening to this know, is the main character of the matrix. So we're drinking a Neo Negroni, except not really, because there really is something called a Neo Negroni, which apparently plays with the proportions of the different ingredients, but it didn't look that appetizing to me. So I didn't suggest that. However, Gina, please explain how your Negroni is actually slightly different. But first, I will say what a real Negroni is. Go for (laughs) it. (laughs) That it's equal parts gin, uh, Campari, and sweet vermouth with the orange garnish.
0: And mine is equal parts of gin, Aperol, and sweet vermouth. And the reason is because I didn't know what Campari was, and when I Googled it, it showed up next to a picture of Apérol, and I thought, "Oh, they must be the same thing." So then I texted you and said, "Can I use Apérol instead of Campari?" Which you can, except it's an Apérol
1: Negroni. So ours tastes really... So cheers, first and foremost. Cheers, cheers, chin chin. So our drinks taste quite a bit different because Campari is very bitter. Whereas Aperol is like that orangey kind of sweet taste. So yours is sweet. Mine is bitter. And yours is also not as strong as mine, I think. So <laughs> if, if that's a sign for how this conversation will go, consider it actually as a warning.
0: <laughs> so if you start talking about a different movie, we'll know why. Yes, you'll know okay. exactly why. I, I, think, I think I went the right path because I, I probably would prefer a sweeter drink versus a very bitter drink. So fair. I'm glad that I, I find went that way.
1: Yeah, I think Campari is very much an, um, an acquired taste. like I didn't really like it that much when I
0: first tried it, but then it has really grown on me and a Negroni is one of my favorite drinks. I've never had a Negroni before. I didn't even know what it was when you suggested it. Mm. Um, so why did you pick this drink?
1: Because of it was the closest I could get to a matrix reference. okay. <laughs> <laughs> So I am always, I, as much as I can, I will try to tie the drink to the movie, but, I, you know, I imagine at some point we'll get to a movie where I can't come up with any sort of related drink, but and so far.
0: A delicious drink and that's yeah, fine. I think so far we've been pretty successful. What yeah. was the
1: first? <laughs> the first? The first drink one was, was a the time bomb. bomb.
0: Yep. Yeah, and then the Bloody Mary, which we won't talk about, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the Negroni, the Neo Negroni, Neo Negroni. Really- this is this is absolutely. I I think this is a delightful drink. It is very delicious. I am thoroughly enjoying it, and uh, I'm I'm excited to drink this drink and talk about the Matrix. Now, before we talk about the movie, I
1: just have to make a small disclaimer slash apology potentially to our (laughs) listeners. I was telling Gina um, just before that I have been thinking about the When Harry Met Sally episode. And though I have not listened to it, in my mind, I feel like I was all over the place. So I just want to say that I am going to try to be more organized with my thoughts going forward. I will also try not to have Sonia's apology corner in every single episode going forward. Though, you know what? It may happen. I'm one of those people that just like does something and then thinks about it for a really long time and ha- and doesn't feel better about it until I apologize even if I don't need to. Um, but- I think a Sonia apology corner would be a really fun little segment. I mean, there are, it's like a pretty good <laughs> chance that it's going to become an actual segment just because that that's who I am. Um, but one of the things that we didn't really say in our intro episode that probably would have been helpful is that we recommend that you watch the movie before you listen to the podcast because we are going to be talking about every single thing. We will not hold back on any secrets, any spoilers, anything. So really helpful if you have Uh, watch the movie before listening and we won't always be talking about the movie in a linear fashion just simply because it's a conversation between friends Um, and I think also the fact that we did Pulp Fiction first sort of set us up for just being a little all over the place um, which is probably I blame Pulp Fiction for (sighs) When Harry Met Sally no, oh
0: my gosh. You mean for no. when Hallie met Sari? <laughs>
1: <laughs> also for that. Um, but we will try to uh, or at least I will try <laughs> to make sense <laughs> in the future.
0: So I thought you made perfect sense in our there was no point in no. our conversation for the last episode where I thought, where is she going? Um, I don't know what that says about me, but you know, we're I- just <laughs> There's I think a couple it says of girls it, You've been my movies. friend for a very long
1: time, so you know, you know where I'm going most times. True. Strangers may not feel that way. But True. Anyway, that was the first of, I'm sure, several Sonia
0: apology corners. I thought it was beautiful, and I think the yeah. takeaway here is: watch the movie, drink with us, listen, and enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's, all, it's really all you need to know. It's all you need to know. All right. Should we get into this movie? Let's do it. Okay, so we're going to be talking about The Matrix. The Matrix was released in 1999. It was directed by Lana and Lily Wachowski, and it was also written by Lana and Lily Wachowski, who also wrote the screenplay for V for Vendetta. Sonia, have you seen V for Vendetta? Nope, never saw it whoa okay um and they also wrote they've written many screenplays but ones that stand out cloud atlas nope never saw it you know what i've never seen it either (gasps) friend point (laughs) (laughs) oh can we get friend points for movies both of us have never seen (laughs) because that would be amazing (laughs) or maybe we get points if you've seen a movie and i haven't
1: i think you would get a negative point
0: Oh no, I don't wanna lose any points for us. We only have two right now. All right, Um, so The Matrix starring Keanu Reeves as Neo, Laurence Fishburne as Morpheus, Carrie Ann Moss as Trinity, Hugo Weaving as Agent Smith. And there are of course a lot of movies that I associate with these fine actors and actresses. Um, For Keanu Reeves, so many films come to mind, but three titles that stand out to me, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Sonia? Nope, never saw it. You know what? Neither have I.
1: <gasps> I'm I...
0: almost ashamed that I've never seen it.
1: Honestly though, I actually think it is it is a movie that I've like been in the room when it's been on but like, you know, at like a party when you're a
0: kid and people aren't really paying attention. So that's why I'm saying I haven't seen it. Yeah. Same. Um, also another movie that stands out to me when I think of Keanu Reeves is speed.
1: Never seen it.
0: Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And also, and I, again, I feel like he's most known for this now, but the John wick films. Oh, uh, nope, never saw any of them. Me neither. I've never seen any of them. So, Sounds I mean, like you're not a big Keanu fan. You know what? But I am, but I guess not for the movies that matter <laughs> <laughs> or the ones I that are he's most known for. You like but, his more um underground work. I loved like I loved the lake house. Did you <gasps> see the lake I house? Was- <laughs> yes. Yes, I have seen it and I need to see it again because I find that movie so confusing. Oh <laughs> I do. I, I love that movie so much. And um okay, oh Point Bright. Mm-hmm um no though
1: the new one they remade it right
0: yes I believe they I feel like
1: Sean was watching the remake and I was in the room for part of it okay I'm in the room a lot when movies
0: are on (laughs) I'm noticing this about you this is this is an interesting trend yeah Yeah. um Carrie Ann Moss was also in Memento Mm -hmm. I've seen that and you have seen Memento that I knew and then Hugo Weaving who plays Agent Smith um he starred in Priscilla Queen of the Desert he played a drag queen did you see this movie uh yes when
1: I was really little so I did not understand
0: it okay yeah oh he's amazing in that film and that's such a good movie and then he's also in the Lord of the Rings Mm -hmm. series yeah and I could not stop thinking about that (laughs) like why is
1: he so mean (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) all right so so that's a little intro there now Sonia last week when uh or for the last episode I should say when I told you we were going to be watching the matrix I asked you to give me a summary of what you thought it was about so are you ready for me to read to you word for word what your summary was from our last episode I am ready here we go this is Sonia's original plot summary for the matrix word for word The Matrix stars Keanu Reeves and he plays a man named Neo and Neo wears a long coat and sunglasses. And he's given the option to either take the red pill or the blue pill. And depending on which pill he takes he gets jettisoned into an alternate universe and it's run by computers and numbers or something. But basically all you need to know is that it's a green font on a black background. And then there's some like action stuff that happens. And at some point someone tries to shoot him but it's okay because he's just like bends all the way backwards and the bullet misses him. So that was your original summary. And I
1: would say that I just sort of updated that a little bit. I just made a few tweaks here
0: and there. Cause I, you know what? This was pretty close. I know. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> you look so proud of yourself. <laughs> I am I kind of proud of myself. Actually be? what I'm
1: really proud of is this updated summary. Right? Okay, I'm
0: excited to hear it.
1: <clears throat> Neo is a hacker who is given a choice Take a red pill and face reality, or take the blue pill and life stays as it is. He chooses red and learns that the present is the future and there's a battle for humanity.
0: Whoa, that was so good. Thank you.
1: Don't you think I should write movie trailers?
0: Yes, you should. I wanted, I wanted, like, you know, the person who reads all the movie trailers in that deep voice Mm -hmm. to read what you just wrote. In a world, in a where world, there's a red pill and a blue pill. <laughs> is there a way we can make that happen? Or is there some kind of app that we can download where when you read it, your voice changes to that voice? I think there's an app that turns your voice into like the scream mask voice. <laughs> okay. That's kind of close to what I'm thinking, but I think that that would be weird. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll look into that. (laughs) We'll look into it, but that was a really good summary. Thank you. That was really, really good. Um, I, I was excited to pick this film because I, again, I remember like most films that I've seen, I do actually remember the first time I saw The Matrix and I saw it when it came out in the theaters. And the reason why I saw it was kind of to be ironic because my roommates and I in college kept seeing the the trailer on TV and we just, every time we saw it would make fun of it. And we were like, oh, this looks like a totally ridiculous movie. And I think what did it for us were two things. In the trailer, there's always the part where Keanu Reeves goes, whoa. And then <laughs> there's mean, the so part- So you mean the whole movie? They the whole movie, right, yeah. <laughs> and then and then there's the line that um, uh, Joe Pantaleone, Joey Pants mm-hmm. says, Um, He says, buckle your seatbelt, Dorothy, because Kansas is going bye-bye. And to us, out of context, that line never made any sense. And every time we would hear that in the trailer, we'd be like, what? So we actually, so we paid money like any normal college student would do um, to see a movie that we didn't really want to see. I might have had a drink or two before. I don't remember. I can't, I can't remember whether I did or not, but- what was interesting was that as I was watching the film, I really liked it. And when the movie was over, I remember walking out of the theater thinking that was actually really good. I was surprised at how much I liked it. I really didn't think I would like it at all. I don't remember how my roommates felt about it, but um, I walked away thinking, you know what? This was a fun ride. So that was my first impression. Twenty. One years ago that's crazy this movie could go to a bar it could go to a bar and have a negroni Mm -hmm. yeah do you know when um speed came out is that like 95 96 (laughs) maybe i think i was i was definitely in high school so it might have been earlier than that actually
1: okay i was just
0: wondering if maybe
1: if kiana was still riding the wave of speed into this movie and if that impacted people wanting to see it or not.
0: Possibly. Yeah. Hmm. Um, So what was, what was your first impression, Sonia?
1: So I will say when the movie started, I felt like I had missed something already. So maybe like 20 minutes into it, I (laughs) turned to Sean and I was like, does this movie get better? And he said, yeah, it gets it's it it's it's a good movie. And then by the time it was ending, I was like, this is awesome. What if this is my new favorite movie? <laughs> this movie is great. <laughs> so I thought it had a slow start, but I felt like once it really picked up and you like kind of knew what was going on, like every five minutes, I kept thinking to myself, like, I just had this whole list of questions about the matrix. Um, mm-hmm. Like who, what is it? Who built it? All of these things. And then once you kind of know a little bit more about what's actually happening um I think I thought like the action was great I thought there's a it's just it's a really fun movie
0: it is right Mm -hmm. I think it's so much fun and I the the action the the choreography of the the fight scenes are incredible yep and so fun to watch the music I know I feel like we keep bringing up the soundtrack but the Mm -hmm. but the soundtrack is is phenomenal i think it's just so perfect for this film um what was it can i ask like what was it about the beginning where you felt like it was just a kind of a slow slow start Um, for you i
1: i think it was just like you know all of a sudden you know so it starts with this big action scene and you know you don't know who these people are or why they're you know why they're chasing trinity um, I will say, though, I loved... There's a move where she does the classic move where she grabs the guy's gun and, like, turns around and shoots his partner. So I was like, that's pretty sweet. Right. Um, you gotta love those moves. But, oh, yeah. you know, there's this, like, huge chase scene and then, and then Neo's at his computer and he gets this, like, cryptic message and, you know, he seems to know... He seems to know... Like, he's confused, but he sort of isn't surprised by this message. And so I just... I think at one point I was thinking to myself like I wish that there had been like 10 minutes more in the beginning with like a montage. <laughs> this <is so> stupid. <laughs> but like a montage of like Neo throughout or Thomas Anderson in his real life and then you like see him go home and be a hacker and he stumbles across this thing so like at least you just kind of know that I just felt like I like missed the first 10 minutes of the movie um, so I wasn't really invested in anything that was happening until until you start to get those answers and I know that that's how a movie is supposed to work sometimes but you know for that like initial hook I was it just took a while
0: yeah I think that's fair I mean we're we're being asked to piece a lot together throughout the entire movie Um, but, but especially I, I, I definitely see where you're coming from where in the beginning, we really don't know because we see this fight between Trinity and these cops and this chase scene, but we still don't exactly know why any of this is happening. Um, and, and I think it cuts to, is it when Neo is sleeping in front of his computer? Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and then like his computer starts not talking to him, but he's getting this very personalized message. Um, and you know, as, and, and for me, I guess for me, because I've seen it so many times, I know exactly what that's all about. So yep. um, I, I totally can see how that could be a little confusing. Um, and I like how you said that, you know, he's confused in the beginning. I would argue he's confused throughout the majority of the film, right? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but is, is that
0: Neo or is that Keanu? <laughs> I mean... He's- I mean, here's what I will say. I, I mean, I don't necessarily feel that Keanu Reeves is the best actor, but I think he's gotten really good at picking roles or someone picks the roles for him that are perfect for his range. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, and that was one thing that I remember going into the movie thinking, oh, well, he's a terrible actor, so I'm not expecting much. And I think that was one of the things that surprised me was that I thought he actually performed really well and I think that it's because this was like the perfect type of film for him because his character is really asking questions most of the time I think I even read somewhere that um most of his dialogue in the first 45 minutes of the film is just questions huh oh that's so interesting and and it just and and in a way it's sort of like we are even though Like you said, like he understands what the message on his computer is about and he knows what he's looking for. We don't, Mm -hmm. there's still so much that we are seeing for the first time through his eyes. So in a, in a way we're, we're kind of lost with him. So he's kind of like that. I don't know if the Greek chorus is the right term that I'm thinking of here. Like he has to ask those questions so that they can be answered so that we as an audience get what's going on. Yep. Yeah. So what were, what were some other things that you, you said like, by the end, you were like, this movie's amazing. (laughs) What were some other things that stood out to you that you really liked? Um, so
1: I, I mean, I just, I thought a lot of the, the camera shots were really cool. Um, in particular, there was one where I think it's, it's when Morpheus is talking to Neo about whether he should take the red pill or the blue pill and it's the shot of his face and you just see the reflection in his glasses. And it's it's actually funny. I was thinking about that, and and Sean literally goes like, "That's a cool shot," and I was like, "That's what I just broke down." Oh my god! Um, but I was also thinking about how that shot and like he kind of has a smile on his face, and then he sits back, and it reminded me very much of I was like, that, "That's very reminiscent of the Mad Hatter." And then I read later, like, there's a lot of Alice in Wonderland um, references, like follow the white rabbit. There's just a lot of it. So I was, I was pretty proud of myself for making that connection on my own. Um, But then there's another, another shot later in the film where there's a phone ringing. I can't remember exactly what's happening, but there's a phone ringing and the camera like swivels around. And then you see the whole team is, you know, decked out in their gear. And um, it was just, I mean, again, it just sort of like a very cool, um, a very cool shot, one thing that I wanted to to talk about briefly was that being that this film was was made in 1999 um, and so much of it is focused on technology mm-hmm. it sort of made me laugh a little bit that watching it now 21 years later a lot of the technology is really outdated but I was trying to think about in the time that the movie came out like did it seem like it was very advanced or and is it meant to be be even because the movie is sort of bizarre in the timing of when it's taking place and what has happened between the world really existing and the matrix becoming this thing so I I wasn't sure if I was just having that moment because I am watching the movie for the first time 21 years later or if it's it's like an
0: intentional thing. That's a really good question. And I'm trying to think back to when I first saw it. I mean, I definitely, the, the scenes that take place in the quote unquote real world, you know, obviously um, with the, the sentinels, you know, those squids, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of advanced technology, but even the, the Nebuchadnezzar, there's something kind of like dirty futuristic about it. It's got like that, yeah. sort of like Star Wars yeah evil, you know
1: which is the um, same thing because it's it's meant to be so futuristic but it was shot in the 70s so it's like you just have that mind problem of like I I,
0: I don't know if this is advanced or right yeah advanced or feel like and again it's been so long since, obviously it was 21 years ago when I saw the first when I saw it for you, the first time can you just do me a favor and go back in time
1: and and then come back and answer the question.
0: Yeah. Just hang on a second. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm back. So, (laughs) um, so for anything that took place in the matrix, Mm -hmm. um, I, the, the tech in the matrix seemed pretty standard tech, Mm -hmm. the flip phones, the phone booths, just, can we talk about the phones for a second? Yeah. The fact that there were phone booths, Mm -hmm. I mean, do we even have phone booths anymore? Is that a thing? I see public charging stations, but I don't see phone booths. I'm not sure. I don't think there are phone booths anymore. Yeah. Or even just like a rotary phone, you Mm -hmm. know, or a phone that has a cord attached to it. Mm -hmm. There were so many interesting phones that I and I and I got a little got a little nostalgic when I when I saw some of those phones and it made me giggle, especially at the very end when Neo is back in the matrix and he's on the phone in the phone booth and he's giving this warning to, oh, yeah. you know, and I'm like, he's doing it in a phone booth. That's mm-hmm. really funny. Um, I just, yeah. So I don't, I, I never, I didn't feel like the tech in the matrix was necessarily more advanced. Um, there costumes I felt were, there was something kind of like chic, futuristic, badass about them and I don't I can't I don't know how else to describe them but but those costumes um, were amazing and I remember when I first saw the movie thinking I want to I want to wear something like that not for real but like you know I do do you think I could pull off a floor length leather jacket um yes (laughs) can't believe you even asked that yes all right. Next yeah. birthday. <laughs> <What I'm getting. laughs> Do you think I could pull off a pleather black skin tight? Yes. Um, with like the high heel boots. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Actually Just I'm like I'm that.
1: I'm like dead serious. You definitely could pull that off. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now I know I'm dressing up like for Halloween next year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got some, we've got some time to plan on this. <laughs> think you definitely could um off the topic of
1: tech one of the random things i had to mention is that in the scene so when neo's in the matrix also my brain was (laughs) sometimes struggling to remember where where people were Mm -hmm. but when in the beginning when he's in the matrix and they're like starting to have these conversations with him and they're chasing him and the agents are after him and This is after Morpheus calls him on the cell phone and is like, this is how you're going to get out of the building, go into the office on the left, open the window and then climb out onto the, um, onto the The scaffolding or whatever Mm -hmm. was there on the ledge. So first of all, there's no way that that window would open. That is a huge OSHA (laughs) violation.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Maybe in 1999, it wasn't a big deal. No, I would
1: say it's a huge OSHA violation. (laughs) And then I was actually pleased that he couldn't do it because, and and this is probably a result of the movie being centered around Trinity and the agents that were chasing her. But when everybody was just building hopping, Mm
0: -hmm. I was like,
1: how is nobody afraid of falling? So I was glad when Neo like actually was afraid of heights and couldn't get to the to like the other side of where he was trying to go so
0: i just in neo's words no way i can't do this
1: i mean i don't know if that's really what he said no way
0: no way (laughs) crazy um i would not have even stepped out onto the ledge me neither i I would have been like pass arrest Mm me Mm -hmm. i tap it out right now (laughs) yeah
1: yeah. It was tough. There were two of my biggest fears happened within like a 10 minute span of each other. There was that with the, with the Heights mm-hmm. and then the computer bug. Oh my God. That thing was so disgusting.
0: Yeah. You have fears about a computer bug? Crawling no bugs, button? just bugs. Oh, bugs. Bugs are so gross. I didn't know that. Oh, I'm horrified of bugs. Oh, all bugs. There are all any bugs. bugs that you think, Oh, they're harmless. I mean, like a
1: ladybug or a tiny ant, but like, I, I, no, bugs creep me out. Okay. Ugh. Ugh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That uh, that computer bug. And just not the cool. fact every time it crawls into the belly button, I feel it. <sighs> My belly button like sinks into itself in fear of that actually happening. Mm-hmm. And it's not a good feeling. Mm hmm. Um, I, you mentioned like how you were sometimes struggling, like forgetting, like, where is he? Is he Mm -hmm. in the matrix? Is he here? One thing that I I noticed, not this viewing, but I've seen it a couple of times because I teach it in my film class. Um, so when I rewatched it to teach to my students, I noticed the color palette of the film. And then in preparing for this podcast, I was really excited that what I noticed was something that was, I I assumed it was done purposefully, Um, but what they did was they, for any scenes that took place in the matrix, if you you ever watch it again, you'll notice that the scenes have sort of like a greenish filter Mm -hmm. to them and they're like very specific colors that are used. So there's green, there's black, brown, but there are like, like these pops of red. Mm-hmm. which I thought was really interesting. And I assume that that's to mimic um, or to mirror the, the code, you know, the coding that we see with the black oh, screen and the green, the green font. Um, but then when you get into the, the real world and the Nebuchadnezzar, everything is very much in like these blue and grayish hues. Um, but there's still some red there. So get this. And then I noticed this. So I was, I was really fixated on the color palette this time I was watching it. Um, and especially the color red, because I wanted to know like, why is that the color that kind of carries over from the matrix to the real world? And I thought it was really interesting that Neo in order to enter the, ma- uh, leave the matrix, I should say, um, has to take the, the red pill mm-hmm. Oh, that is
1: interesting. Which
0: I thought was interesting because when you leave the matrix, everything is kind of blue. Um, And then another thing that I noticed was that Cypher, um, Joe Pantoliano's character, the one who um, betrays Morpheus, when we first meet him in the Nebuchadnezzar, he's the only one that's wearing like this reddish sweater. And I was thinking about it and I was wondering if the color red is like a connection to the matrix. You know what I mean? So like, (laughs) because his character wants to go back to the matrix, he wants his whole memory of this real world to be erased. And he just wants to live in ignorant bliss, um, in the matrix. So I was wondering if like that, Color choice and that costuming choice was done purposefully for that reason.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But I, you know, that was just something that that stood out to me. It was all about the colors.
1: It's interesting. So speaking of Cipher, I, it's clearly like he's the villain of the movie because he is, you know, betraying Morpheus and he has, you know, his own his own agenda is driving his intentions and it doesn't matter who gets hurt. But it's interesting because you you know you almost feel for him um, because life in the matrix seems so much easier and seems you know it's that it's that bliss that the it, the ignorance is bliss like you just don't know what the reality is you don't even know that you're that life is really so many years in the future and i wonder cuz i thought this when neo first is given the choice between taking the red pill and the blue pill I feel like Morpheus and, and unless this was me missing it but I feel like it wasn't clear that this was a permanent decision to know what you were going to see and even even just being like all right so you've cho- you've chosen red just so you know there's no coming back from this like this is this is a big deal let me just also give you a heads up about what's going to happen after right. you take this. Pill. Like <laughs> you're going to go down this really terrifying chute. You're going to have to bust out of this thing. This like creepy bug looking thing is going to come to you. Don't worry. Don't worry. I know it's yeah. scary, but don't worry. It's just there to unplug you. You're totally fine. Like maybe if you had set this person up for success in the real world, They wouldn't then have stabbed you in the back later because they knew what they were setting up for. Like, I feel like it was not at all apparent what was, what was going to happen.
0: That's true. However, I think if he, if he were to be explicit about what's going to happen when he leaves the matrix, I mean, would you, would you be like, okay,
1: I guess. But then, it, you know, but then there's the whole question of, I mean, and and this is, this was sort of what was bothering me in the beginning. Like, there's this whole question of how did Neo even come across this? And although I, I recognize like Neo is literally the one, if you rearrange the letters, you can right. spell one. Mm-hmm. But why is he the one? Like, how did Morpheus find him? I need, I need um, the Matrix. The prequel yes
0: <laughs>
1: we need <laughs> to a prequel. know to know all of those things um and maybe that's just my curiosity and not being able to suspend the massive amounts of disbelief that you need to suspend for this movie and certainly I suspended I think quite a bit but just you know I don't I don't know that like I didn't understand really why Neo was the one and why he would decide to even take the red pill maybe because he thought it was just, you know, a temporary vision (laughs) to what the matrix was and didn't realize like there's no coming back from it. But
0: yeah, I think there, there is a lot that we have to accept. that is a good question. I never really thought about that. You know, why Neo? I mean, is he, is he a descendant of Zion? You know, is, is he related to some way by blood to the last person who was trying to free the human race
1: yeah, the evil I know
0: clutches of the computers.
1: I don't know. I mean, my impression was almost that he and especially the way that the movie starts was just that he was this incredible hacker and then came across this thing. And then that, you know, that leads to everything that happens next. But again, like, how did he come across this? How did he recognize that this was something that needed to be explored further or that he wanted to even know more about? And then also, how do hackers get their names?
0: You mean I don't expect you to have that answer? I'm I'm not a hacker. I don't know. I like, do they, I assume they just make up their own names
1: somehow,
0: right? I'm sure. Yeah.
1: I'm sure there's some like thing that makes sense of how they get their names. That's probably like a badge of honor for what they are capable of doing or some sort of um, connection to their level of ability. But I don't know. I I can't hack anything, but me neither. It's always fun to have a nickname,
0: right? I never yeah. had a nickname. I mean, like, you know how like someone whose name Christopher could be Chris yeah, or something like that, or you could just have a really cool nickname. I never had that. Everyone just calls me Gina.
1: Hmm. You could Actually, be like, that's not true.
0: Hey G. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Some people call me G. Okay. And when, I, when I lived in France, people called me Gigi. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. But I was, I think when I was in France, I was cute. You're so cute. You're still,
1: I'm looking right at you. You're still very cute. I can confirm oh, that.
0: Oh, I think I mean because I because you know I was a foreigner and I think people took pity on me and were like, "Oh, Gigi." Oh, I love that. I maybe <laughs> I'll start calling you Gigi. Oh, okay. So,
1: <laughs> let's you know. I think we can think about our, what our
0: hacker names will be. Okay, we'll have something for next time.
1: Yeah, just some sort
0: of like. Badass
1: name, because you can't have a non-badass hacker name. And really, all I'm asking for is a badass nickname.
0: Yeah, yeah. And for me, Gigi isn't a badass hacker name. No, but it is really cute. Thank you. I want to go back to something you had mentioned earlier when you were talking about the different how cool the shots were, mm-hmm. which I totally agree with. Because, um, and and I remember the first time I saw the film, and I was talking to a friend of mine who had seen it separately. He said to me, "Oh, that movie's amazing. It's shot like a comic book." And I thought, "Huh." <laughs> And then I, when I watched it again, I realized, yeah, so many of the panels um, of of this film, you know, are very comic book style. Which I thought was really, really cool. And even when I was rewatching, it, I was rewatching it with my boyfriend Lee. And every once in a while, he'd be like, "That's such a cool shot." I'm mm-hmm. like, "I know, right?" <laughs> um, some of the ones that you know stood out to me. One of my favorites is the one when they're rescuing Morpheus, and you have the the shot of the helicopter from below, and you've got the blade spinning, whoosh, whoosh, and then mm-hmm. the you know the shells from the minigun falling oh, down. Oh yeah, um, I love that shot. And then actually that whole sequence is amazing yes I think it's my favorite sequence of the entire film agree Um, that whole rescue from you know especially in terms of like um, cinematography and and the camera work um, and camera placement and the different like the one of Trinity when she's shooting the agent um, dodge this and it's Mm -hmm. like this wide shot and you've got the gun up in like the you know, and the foreground and then the rest of her is just sort of like, it's almost like that optical illusion where, yep. you know, the gun is huge and she's oh, it's just it's everything about that whole sequence is I amazing. totally agreeing. Um, but something that I noticed, so you mentioned when um, Morpheus um, gives Neo the choice of taking the red or the blue pill and you can see the reflection in his glasses. And, mm-hmm. and I've noticed before that oftentimes we see Neo's reflection in Morpheus's glasses and there's a lot of like reflections of Neo in the movie which I Mm -hmm. thought was really cool a lot of them are in Morpheus's uh glasses um right before he leaves the matrix and enters the is like sort of rebirthed almost literally into the real world he's looking at not almost literally
1: literally literally yeah literally (laughs) don't they even
0: say like you were born when you were born again <laughs> yeah yeah that's true that yeah you know like wakes up in this pile of goo attached to hoses and then goes down this chute yeah he's literally reborn yeah but we see his reflection there and then the um the scene at the when he's waiting to meet the oracle and he's talking to the little the little kid that's bending the spoons mm-hmm. we see his reflection oh in that's the spoon. right yeah yep. and um and I've been wondering like what what that's all about And it's really interesting because oftentimes when we see Neo's reflection in Morpheus's sunglasses, it's almost like he, his reflection are Morpheus's eyes, the -hmm. way, the way it's shot sometimes, which I thought was really cool. I wonder if it's trying to portray like that outside looking
1: in feeling of, Mm -hmm. you know, when you, you know about the matrix or you don't know about the matrix, you're, you're almost you know, so there's there's that sense in looking at the world in different ways and maybe seeing yourself reflected in the old way of thinking and the new way of thinking, but then also or kind of the same thing, like it's it's almost like there's now two versions of you. There was who you were in the matrix and who you were now that you know what's actually going on. I don't I don't know. That's my
0: very <laughs> limited
1: film knowledge guess, but
0: yeah, no, I like that idea. And I was wondering also if it's kind of like Morpheus is sort of like trying to ref- almost like being a mirror for Neo because he believes so strongly that Neo is the one mm-hmm. and he sees what Neo is, but Neo doesn't. Mm, that's So it's almost like Neo is looking every time we see Neo reflected in Morpheus's sunglasses. It's like, we're seeing Neo as Morpheus sees, and Morpheus is trying to reflect back to Neo. No, like this is you yeah. are the one like you this is your potential
1: it. yeah like you need yeah. to you need to see it like even even that reminds me of that scene where um morpheus is saying to him like you've got to go through all this training um and at some point you won't need to even dodge bullets or something like that and neo is like whoa, whoa. And, and morpheus is literally like please see please see yourself as i see you because if you
0: don't you're going
1: to die right yeah <laughs>
0: And then Neo asks a question. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what? What? Um, so two things that you just said. So I, I thought of one other really cool scene. Was that there's a scene where they're like fighting in the subway, or they're about to start fighting, and it's shot exactly like a western. Like yes. you eat like the person's hand, even like their fingers move, and then instead of a tumbleweed, it's like an old newspaper flows by. Yes. Yes. Um, but then also when you were talking about the oracle that scene made me laugh for so many reasons because of course the Oracle is like this woman baking cookies. Who's got like a thousand children. Um, and I also like when she says to Neo, like, and don't worry about the vase. And then he knocks the vase over. The first thing I thought was like, well, if you hadn't mentioned the vase, then he wouldn't have knocked it over. And then when she said it later, I was like, dude, that's what I said.
0: <laughs> you're, if you're an oracle, then I'm an oracle. <laughs> Maybe you are an oracle. I could be. Yeah. I think what was interesting and I, and I noticed it more in, in this last viewing of the film is so much of it is about that question of fate. And I never picked mm-hmm. up on that before. Like it's one of the, the first things that I think it's Trinity I can't remember if it's Trinity or Morpheus who asks him if he believes in fate. And Neo says, he says, no, I don't like the idea that I don't Mm -hmm. have control over my own life. Um, But what's interesting is that in a way he really doesn't, whether he's in the matrix or he's in the real world, he doesn't have a say in whether or not he's the one Mm -hmm. because he is the one. And then all of that, like, I love that you brought up the Oracle because that all comes into play again, especially with that, that little moment with the vase, you know, like, right. If she hadn't said anything, would he have knocked it over? But is, was it his fate to knock it over? And I feel like, you know, she's trying to tell him, you know, like, even though she tells him that he's not the one, and then we find out that he is And Morpheus. So she told you what you needed to hear in the moment, you know, she's predicting all of these things that, you know, Morpheus is going to sac- try to sacrifice his life to save Neo. And that does happen. Yeah. Um, and then, and then she tells him all this stuff and then she says, you'll remember, you don't And she's like, she's like, eat this cookie. You'll be fine. And she says, you'll remember, you don't believe in any of this fake crap. You're in control of your own life. Right. But, but I feel like he's not. So mm-hmm. I don't really know. I'm, I'm not quite sure what kind of stance the movie is taking because the whole point, I feel like the whole point of this revolution is so that, so that the human race can take control of their own fate but yet our main character really doesn't have a say in what his fate is
1: Mm -hmm. well I think that's I mean that's so that's such a theme of movies is that the hero often doesn't get to benefit from the thing that they're fighting for so I wonder if that's you know, just another instance of that. But fate, it's it fate's just such an interesting concept. I mean, it it was something that we talked about, I think, with when Harry met Sally, like and, and in that case, fate was a good thing. Yeah. Or or not not being in control of fate was a good thing because that's what potentially led them to each other. Where in this case it's, you know, it's a it, it's always that question of is is having control of your fate good or bad? I don't think we'll ever have an answer to that because it just depends. It yeah. depends on if you're in the matrix or not. Seemingly. I guess so.
0: To be truthful, if I had a choice, I would stay in the Matrix. Kind of like you said mm-hmm. earlier with Cypher how you, you know, you can kind of sympathize with him. I did too and I even wrote it in my notes. Like I wrote I'm kind of with him on this. Yeah. I wouldn't want to kill anybody you right. know, to to erase everything that I that I do know, but um, I I would I would choose the Matrix cuz I mean so what? Yeah. <laughs> like, are I mean, honestly, gear.
1: like, are we in the matrix now? I don't want to know. I'm fine. You know, if I'm in the matrix, that's great. I'm drinking a Negroni with my best friend. Like, there's not really much, you know, there's not really anything I'd want to be doing instead.
0: So, and cheers to that. And let's cheers take a to sip
1: mm-hmm.
0: to the matrix and friendship. Yes, those are that two delicious. great things mm-hmm. to cheers to.
1: So, I know I'm not sure if we're ready to get into the categories yet. Are you
0: ready? Are you I have, do you have more to say? I just have a
1: question. Oh, okay. I'm excited. So what
0: happens in the other Matrix movies? Well, all I can say is I don't remember. I did see the second one in the movie theaters. Um I do remember the only thing the only things I remember from the second one is there is a very long scene of people partying in Zion city um, and that is, and that cuts between the party and Neo and Trinity having ridiculous sex. Oh. There is, I believe a car chase. <laughs> there is a, a villain who is French. This sounds like one of my movie summaries, <laughs> yeah. by the way. <laughs> it does, right? That is all I remember. And then the third one, I fell asleep which means you... that it didn't count. <laughs> You're literally me right now. <laughs> I, I think I'm literally you right now. <laughs> it was not interesting to me at all. I think they're making another one. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if I, I I don't, I feel like if they're making another one and I were going to go see it, I would have to rewatch the second one and technically watch the third because according to my rule I never saw it because yeah I and I think
1: that there's a fourth one and this is going to be the fifth one I could be wrong but there's I think a fourth I remember. one. Oh, I think, think so I keep up. yeah it's I mean it doesn't seem
0: like it was necessary um to make so many but you know it is what it is yeah because I, I really like the way this first one ended and I feel like the story could I mean I understand why you want to capitalize on the on the franchise Mm -hmm. especially if that first movie ends up being really successful but but there is something about ending on that that open with that open-ended now we have the one and we have somebody who can you know destroy the matrix and and save the human race and Mm -hmm. you know why, why not end it there that's a pretty good place to end
1: yeah all right well On to our categories. So hopefully, to recap, we scored zero friend points in the last episode with When Harry Met Sally. Yes. So let us hope that we score at least one point here because
0: that was a sad, sad showing. Yes. So as long as we have a match, Mm -hmm. we get a point.
1: Mm -hmm. So my favorite character was that badass bitch, Trinity. (gasps) We just got a point she's just, she's just the best. I mean, I don't even know how to put into words how awesome she is. Well, let's try.
0: Okay. What, what did you love about Trinity?
1: Well, as I mentioned before, I mean, one of her first, one of the things she does as a first impression is grab the agent's gun, spin around and shoot his partner. So you're just like, well, clearly this woman is, totally badass. Yes. Um, and you know, I just, it's a movie where there's a lot of men and she's very clearly a standout character, a really like she's Morpheus is number two when he has a choice of so many people, but yes. So I just, you know, I liked that she was this woman in a position of power and, you know, maybe that just makes me feel happy in these times. Um, but you know, she just was just so strong and so like very knowledgeable very smart um you know it was pretty obvious she and neo were gonna become a thing because there's always needs to be some sort of romantic tie-in but but through that i mean she manages to get him to do a lot of things that he needs to be doing and i think you know She, in many cases, was the only person that could get him to realize that he is the one, even though Morpheus kept telling him every five seconds.
0: I I agree with everything that you said. I, what I, you know, in addition to that, and I, you probably said this, but I, I love that she didn't need to be saved. Mm -hmm. You know, she wasn't a damsel in distress. She was very self sufficient, um, very strong. Um, I felt in a lot of ways, she was Neo's equal, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, I, I like that there were moments where she saved him. Yeah. um, And uh, I, I just thought it was, and that's something that I do remember the first time I saw it, how refreshing it was to have a strong female character um, who is just a badass. Yeah. And especially in 1999
1: too, where like, she's a, a strong character without having that, like, oh, but like, I'm so strong and I can do all these things. Oh, but I love him. And it's going to be my downfall. Like she was like, I'm badass. I can do all of this shit that I need to do. That guy's pretty hot, but (laughs) you know, he needs to ultimately achieve this goal if he can do that and I can make out with him. Sweet. If not fine.
0: I will say there is um, there is a vulnerability to her that I do also really like and I and and it's interesting because when I was watching it this time around I was debating with myself whether or not I like that she you know has this romantic interest in Neo because I couldn't remember if it gets in the way of her achieving whatever goal she has and and it really doesn't um so in that respect I, I felt like it wasn't it wasn't necessarily her love for him I I couldn't, I wasn't sure if it would play out as a weakness, but it doesn't because there isn't really any point where I feel like it leads, like you said, it doesn't ever lead to her demise. Um, But I, but I do like that there is that vulnerability to her. And, and it, and I think that it even surprises her, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, especially when she knows who he is and she knows how she feels yeah. Um. I I saw this uh, interview with her, and she talks about how. Oh crap! What did she say? <laughs> <laughs> you know, an interview. You know, she said stuff <laughs> and things, and things. <laughs> but she she said that this is what she said. So in the interview, she talks about how one of the things that she really loves about the character of Trinity is that she is so strong, but she doesn't forget how to be a woman you know Mm -hmm. she doesn't completely neglect that's totally right woman that she is so even though she can fight for herself she can fend for herself she can learn how to fly a helicopter just by having you know the (laughs) give me one second the (laughs) software downloaded (laughs) not yet let's go you know like you know she still she still knows how to love somebody Mm -hmm. and I think that that's really cool
1: yeah that's why she's kind of perfect because she's not one extreme of a woman or the other extreme. Like she's an actual like
0: strong woman. Yeah. Fun fact. I, I read that. Um, well, first of all, the, the lead characters. So Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, Carrie Ann Moss and, um, and Hugo Weaving, they trained for six months every day for, um, for those fight scenes that they did. Um, and it was like, Every based on like the interviews I saw and what I read, it was like every day wow. for six months. And apparently, she twisted her ankle or sprained I, her ankle. I read that too. Did you read that too? Yeah. Okay. yeah. And yeah. she
1: didn't
0: want to say anything because she was worried they would recast her, so she just sucked it up.
1: God, I love her. I love yeah. and I love Carrie On Ma. So it's yeah, it, it's no surprise. On the other hand, my worst, the worst character I said was Cipher. Though I will put. <gasps> Did we get another point? We got another point. <laughs> Though, you know, as we've discussed, there's like a little bit of a star there because you sort of, you, you understand the motives. However, like, come on, man, have like a come to Jesus with Morpheus and be like, <laughs> dude, when I agreed to take the red pill, you did not give me, like, I didn't read the fine print. You didn't give me the
0: fine print. Like, can we get out of this?
1: No need to be so, so deceptive.
0: Yeah. I, I almost didn't want to pick him as the worst character because I thought I was being cliche, you know because like well, of course, like he's he you know he's sort of like is the catalyst for everything that goes wrong. But I did pick him because not because of that, but because of I, the, because of the cliche taking time to explain why he's doing what he's doing before <laughs> he kills anybody. Mm-hmm. you know, And he was like if he's the one, then some miracle will intervene, and I'm like, you know, if you had just shut up, yep, yeah. <laughs> and pulled like, the plug, <laughs> it would all be over. Um, and I and I think, you know, as as much as I I I understand why that trope exists mm-hmm. in films, I think it was kind of like, oh, come on, dude, I know. yeah, <laughs> just,
1: like, all just right. get on with
0: it. So for favorite line, I promise I
1: won't always have two answers, but the, it's very the runner up is very short. The runner okay. up is. There is no spoon. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But my favorite line is actually a series of lines that goes to my favorite badass bitch Trinity. Okay. And it's when Neo is like, I'm going to go save Morpheus. And she says, I'm coming with you. And he's like, no, you're not coming with me. I'm, I'm the one I can do this on my own. And she's like, you are a child. Let me come with you. And she says, let me tell you what I believe. I believe that Morpheus means more to me than he does to you. I believe if you are really serious about rescuing him, you're going to need my help. And since I am the ranking officer on this ship, if you don't like it, I believe you can go to hell because you're not going anywhere else. That is a really amazing line. She delivered it way better than I did. Um, But it was it was so I I was like, "Uh, Sean, can you rewind that? That was my favorite line. (laughs) I need to write that down.
0: That it. That is so good. My my favorite line actually was "there is no spoon." <gasps> so we were oh, so close. Dude. Is that like a half point? I don't know, but but I I just yeah I love that line. Um, I and you know what? Because it, sometimes it's a line that I repeat to myself. Like <laughs> it's a little like motivation. I think it's a great thing to say to yourself if you're you know if you're faced with a fear or something you don't want to do. Like there is no spoon. It's like, it, it, you know, sort of like, and I don't even know if that makes sense in any of those contexts. And and it's something that, you know, Neo comes back to later on when he, when he is faced with, Mm -hmm. you know, something that he doesn't want to do in the matrix, you know, it kind of reminds himself there is no spoon, you know, it's like, this isn't, this doesn't control me. I control it. Man, I am so mad that was my runner. What if I sweat <laughs> this? Yeah, but the line you picked was so good. I, I did have a runner up um, and it's one when, when Morpheus says, there's a difference between knowing the path and walking the path. Ooh, he's so wise. I know, right? I, I, and I love that line because I think just, again, it's just a really, I think it's just a really profound statement, you know, in terms of taking action. Mm-hmm. as opposed to doing nothing, really. Here's a question that's a little off topic, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's still about the Matrix, so
1: it's not totally off topic. <laughs> so Morpheus, I kept thinking about how his name rhymes with Orpheus, like Orpheus and the underworld. And I'm a huge like Greek mythology nerd, so this also could just be where my brain went to. But I wonder if that was on purpose, and I was wondering if you had read anything about that because like Orpheus and the underworld... Morpheus and mm-hmm. you know essentially they're going to like the underworld of
0: the matrix I, I like that idea I, I did Thank read that the name Morpheus is also the name of another I don't know if it's might not be Greek mythology um, but a, another I, I think mythological character or or from something from a classical literature and Morpheus is the giver of dreams Mm, that works too. I could be misquoting what I read, but um... <laughs> let's say it's both. And we're Okay. Yeah. Assess. So it could be, I think both of those work. Nice.
1: All right. So speaking of Morpheus mm-hmm. for best performance, I had Lawrence Fishburne.
0: Okay. Why? Um,
1: <laughs> uh, you know, cause he's awesome. Um, he awesome. I, I don't know. I mean, his character just, he just was so incredibly believable. Like you trusted him and he had all of this knowledge and when he was in danger you felt stressed out and you know I just I, th- I thought he just delivered you know delivered his lines in
0: the best fashion I'm easy to impress what can I say <laughs> <laughs> no I I no, I totally agree with that I think he's Lawrence Fisherman is so great what's interesting is that he is the leader but he looks to Neo Mm-hmm. to lead, which I think so in a way, you know, he's his mentor. And I think he, I think he does a really good job of assuming that role and teaching him and not having, and, 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 and this speaks to the the character as well as the performance, you know, there's no ego. There's mm-hmm. no like, um, you know, well, I, but I, but I was the one that's in charge And now. He, you know, it's, it's like, he has found who he's been looking for and now, and he is, um, just excited and dedicated to keeping him safe and training him and, and believe so strongly that Neo is going to save the human race. I did not choose Morpheus as, my, as for best performance. I, I chose Agent Smith. Oh, I, I and I know he's the villain, but um, I just love I love I love the character. I hate the character, you know, because he's the bad guy. Yeah, you love to hate him. Yeah, I love to hate him. And I and I I think what you know, Lee and I were talking about this after we watched the movie, how he just seems he's so like he's unfazed by anything, you know. He's he's so robotic. Like when the when the sprinklers go off after when they when they have uh, Morpheus. Um, and there, there's no, there's no flinching, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just sort of like, "Mm, okay. Um, (laughs) I love, I love his commentary on humans being a plague and a virus. Um, and, and every time I listen to that speech, I'm like, he's kind of right. We suck.
1: Well, I felt like the agents in general were kind of like, sometimes they were a little bit like comic relief, like just the silly things that they would do. Like they all kind of looked the same. Mm -hmm. So it was sort of like it, it kind of gave me like Keystone Cops vibes sometimes when they would like be trying to fight and then something would go wrong and how they would never like Agent Smith in particular when he was questioning Neo what before they put the bug in him mm-hmm. like like was reading his file to him yet was wearing his sunglasses inside <laughs> I know it's like <laughs> are you um Are you are you able to read that or yeah? So I I fully support your answer of Agent Smith.
0: Yeah yeah, and I do like that you mentioned how the the three of them they are very much in sync with each other and that's something else that I that I really appreciated about the film this time around is the 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 staging and the choreography of their movements as a trio especially you know from that first scene where we I think that's the first scene where we see the three of them when they're trying when they're hunting down Neo in his office mm-hmm. building mm-hmm. um you know their movement their, the way they split up and 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 come back together and congregate like it's all very carefully choreographed and I and I and it's there's something really beautiful about it to me for least convincing performance <laughs>
1: okay Keanu Reeves oh <laughs> I have four words for you oh gosh I know kung fu like come on man of course there's all these like memes of you and stuff because (laughs) you could have delivered that in a way that wasn't so i know
0: kung fu whoa 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 yes i (laughs) i still i still stand by my earlier statement that i think that this was the perfect role for his range you know Mm -hmm. um i actually put for least convincing performance I said tank. Oh, pumpkin. <laughs> Cause I love him. <laughs> I do. I love his character. And by the way, what is going on under that sweater? A lot, a lot, a lot is going on. Um, and I do love his character. They're just like, even, and I remember even the first time I saw the movie, there were moments where I felt like his performance was like a little over the top,
1: mm-hmm. you know, I wonder um, if this was his first role because, you know, yeah. I think that's like a common thing to overact when you're kind of first getting into it.
0: Yeah, so I, I just felt like, you know, and as much as I like his character, and I, and I do, I really like his character. Um, you know, I like that he takes down Cypher. Um, I like that he's like the hub, um, you know, for, you know, p- getting people in and out of the Matrix and that he's, you know, kind of like their their eyes you know, um, and, and their navigator in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. And, and I think that that's, and of, of course his character is really essential, but yeah, there are just some moments where I, I you know, his, his delivery, i like,
1: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he, he and Keanu can go to acting school
0: or something. Yeah. yeah. Keanu, like a little bit more tank. Yeah. Just a little bit less. Yeah. Little. Like, yeah, let's
1: just maybe get together, share your top techniques. Yeah mold them together and then Mm -hmm. come back um so you already mentioned this scene Mm -hmm. but my you had me at moment was Mm -hmm. the scene where trinity and neo go in to save morpheus and right before the scene started sean goes this is the best and i was like (laughs) okay we'll we'll see and from the (laughs) it's just like i i loved one of the things i loved about this movie was like there would be those funny moments that you just weren't anticipating Mm -hmm. and where it starts with like the security guard is like do you have any metal on you and (laughs) then and then Neo opens his coat and he's just covered in guns. <laughs> so starting from that all the way through. So then they have this like epic battle. Um, someone's shooting a gun while doing a cartwheel. And it's just like all of this crazy, crazy shit is happening. And then they've taken everybody out. And then they're just like very casually waiting for the elevator. Yeah. <laughs> and then the elevator comes and they get on the elevator. And mm-hmm. then the elevator doors close. And then this just like piece of debris yes. falls off the side, <laughs> which I read Actually happened. It wasn't scripted, just oh. like from the set, <laughs> and just from beginning to end, th- I just thought that that was a perfect scene, and I just was. St- I, that was kind. Of, I. It was during that scene where I had that moment of like, what if this becomes my new favorite movie? <laughs>
0: <laughs> if it does, then I feel like I totally am responsible. responsible. Oh yes, hundred, totally, hundred percent, all me. Yeah, Sonia. Mm-hmm. You also had me at the Morpheus rescue sequence.
1: Gina, we are nailing. We
0: this. are killing it today.
1: Yeah.
0: I I love like the the I, I wrote down from the whole like best part of the whole film from the lobby shooting to the leap to the helicopter where where Neo is reaching for Morpheus and Morpheus is reaching for Neo. Um, Trinity's escape from the helicopter. That wide shot of her like. Um, you know, swinging towards the, the window with the exploding helicopter behind her. It's just so beautiful. And then we have, we have um, more of the bullet time shots. Um, We have a couple of them, actually the one where Neo dodges the bullet. And then I I believe the one where um, Morpheus is running um, Mm -hmm. out, you know, to leap out the window and there's the shot and we have the, you know, that sort of like camera panning, yeah. Um, and we see like the blood and the... Just, You're right. Um,
1: there are so many good shots.
0: Yeah. That, that, that whole sequence is, is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, I would argue that it might be one of my favorite action sequences of all time.
1: <gasps> Mark yeah. that on the podcast calendar. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if we'll see if we ever come across something that you think tops that or okay. is equivalent to it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're totally right. And, and, and sort of to, to give another shout out to our favorite character, like when Trinity just is like swinging and then she just like slams into the building and she's just mm-hmm. like, eh,
0: it's cool. yeah. I'm yeah. And you know what? I am so happy that she and Neo don't kiss Yeah. Like there's a moment and I feel like that would have ruined it. You know, Mm -hmm. I I love that there was that recognition, like this is not the time to make out.
1: Yeah. Let's set it up and get people excited, but we're not going to actually deliver. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's in action movies and like TV shows and things when people like are in that moment of peril and they take a second to kiss, like, I guess they're trying to be like, oh, they might die. You really want to kiss this person. But you're like, come on, if this was really happening, you would be booking it out of there. You would not be like, let me kiss you quickly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that, I think that's overall something that I appreciate the film. Like we have this romantic interest, but that's not, it's such, I feel like it's part of the backdrop, you Mm -hmm. know, it's not, it's not in the foreground. It's a, it's a part of the story. It's an important part of the story, but it's not the story. Yeah. Um, Right. Like it's dedicated.
1: Yeah. It's dedicated to being an action movie. It's not like I'm an action movie and a romance movie and you know, yeah. Anyway. So I think in the future, we maybe should switch the, you lost me and you had end of- <laughs> me ending on such a downer. Um, <laughs> Actually, well, my answer for this is lame. <laughs> mentioned before how like in the beginning of the movie, Neo asks a lot of questions because he's trying to give the answers to the audience. Mm-hmm. But the one that I just could not accept was when someone says, oh, and then like, there's something about an EMP and he's like EMP. And then they have to explain what that is. Like Neo, if he's like the one and this amazing
0: hacker, he would know what an EMP is. Stop it. You know what? I had the same conversation with Lee when that happened. (laughs) We were both like, why would he not know what that is? Yeah. But again, I think it goes back to that, like him being sort of the Greek chorus. Again, I don't know if I'm misusing that term, but I feel like, you know what I mean? Like he has to ask that question because Yeah. as an audience, we might not know.
1: Yeah. Sean totally said the same thing. He's like, well, it's clearly because the audience doesn't know. And I was like, okay, well, a different character could have asked, not the one.
0: Yeah. So for me, um, what lost me, I kind of fell into your, you know, your original interpretation of when I, when I looked at my phone, Mm-hmm. and it was this scene and for this it was like well let me use this to, to type some notes <laughs> and it was this scene <laughs> when um, they're all sitting around eating I don't know if it was supposed to be breakfast but whatever like gross like mush whatever that they mm-hmm. had and then mouse was talking about what cereal tastes like and that whole thing about like how does the matrix know like how do we know that they're getting it right I just didn't care <laughs> 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 didn't care
1: <laughs> totally fit. yeah the mouse was a weird character like there eh, what value did he add oh maybe he should have been worse character sorry mouse
0: i thought about that but i felt bad because he because he wasn't a bad person and he died yeah. well i clearly forgot about him so yeah he was like he was like runner-up for worst character oh no he was not um not Ma- mouse was like third it was um APOC. Mm. It was apoc was that tank's brother no that was um The guy who we usually saw was Switch. He was the one driving the car when they picked up Neo. Got it. Yeah. Um, I mean, many of those background characters. Yeah. I felt like he was the most background of that that crew. Didn't he have a face tattoo? See, I don't even know. (laughs) That's how background he was to me. (sighs) So what are we watching next? Oh, boy. So I... I have so many movies to pick from and I was worried that I, I would get us like stuck in the nineties
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, because, you know, Pulp Fiction, the matrix, even though when Harry met Sally was, I think 1989, we're still like in that range. So I wanted to get a little bit more contemporary and I also wanted to mix genres. Right. Okay. So we had like, um, you know, we've got our action film, we had our um, rom-com um, pulp Fiction. I don't even know. I'm not quite sure. What does that fall under? Drama, action. It's a, a lot. It's a lot of things in it's one. It's a lot of things. Yeah. So I decided we gotta go musical next. <gasps> oh my. So we are going to be watching. Drum roll, please. <laughs> La La Land. All right. <laughs> That's Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. Yes, it is. And your reaction is exactly what I thought it was going to be. What did I do? (laughs) I don't know. I didn't think I I was, I felt like it would be lukewarm. (laughs) Well, (laughs) well, it's funny because when it came out, I wanted to see it and then I heard it
1: wasn't good. Okay. So then I never saw it. And I never, this is something I realized, like I'm never, even with this podcast, I'm never excited to watch a movie.
0: Really? Yeah. You're like so excited about the Matrix. I
1: know, but then oh, I think I just wrote on my face, but
0: <laughs> please edit that out. for those of you who can't see, Sonia just put a, a marker to her face. It's, it's purple too. So now yeah. I have a purple birthmark.
1: Um <laughs> yeah, like I, I was excited to watch it when you said that we were watching it next, but then like, you know, we we're we we're like, oh, we should watch the movie. And then I'm like, Okay. (laughs) It's that commitment thing I was telling you about. Like it feels like a long time. And Then I'm always like, Sean, help. Can you tell me how, before we watch, can you tell me how long the movie is? (laughs) It's just, it's me. This is why I don't watch movies. Anyway, that was my reaction. So (laughs) here's what
0: happens. All right. Give me your summary of what you think La La Land is And
1: I know, I know
0: something that happens. So I'm going to include that in the summary. Okay.
1: So Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling are these people that live in La La Land, which is LA, maybe. And they meet and somehow go into like a dream world where they are dancing and singing and they fall in love. And like, it's so wonderful. And they fall in
0: love, but then reality strikes and they don't end up together. Okay, that was a good summary. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) i'm excited to watch it again and i hope you like it
1: i i yeah i mean this is just how i am with movies it is no like
0: reflection on the movie or the podcast or you (laughs) i'm wondering the more we do this and and the longer this goes on if at any like we'll get to a point where you decide that you're excited to watch the movie or if this is just going to make you hate movies even more I don't know. (laughs) I just don't know. Although hate is a strong word. You don't hate movies.
1: I don't hate movies. I would just rather not watch a movie. Okay. Most options, like, do you want to watch a movie or do you want to do this other thing? In most cases, I would choose the other thing.
0: Unless it's like, jump out the window. (laughs) (laughs) So next time we're going to be watching La La Land. We'll see you next time because we've got lots more to watch. And I've seen nothing. So please keep listening. And we'll keep watching. Bye, everybody. Bye.